This is Dennis Eames, and you're listening to Motivation and Muscle, streaming radio 24-7 with host Eric Fiorello. Dominate and obliterate. The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle, streaming radio 24-7. Um, you always hear a little delay now. We're running a brand new, different type Skype recorder here. It's a little bit longer to come up. There's nothing wrong with anything. Everything is working perfectly. You're, it's a fine oiled machine. So stand up, take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth. And repeat after me. I am a winner. I am a champion. I am unstoppable. Now, we've gotten that from a number of people who are really progressing with what we talk about here. We've got the great John McCain coming in here momentarily. Um, there's so many other things that we're going to get to, but I will tell you one thing I've been doing, which is really, really changing my life. And one of the things I do among many when I wake up, but the first thing I do is I have gratitude. And by that I mean is I will say there, and, and I mention God, so if you're adverse to God, well, then come up with the pole on the corner of your street. I don't care. But I'll be like, you know, I'm thankful for my great health. Thank you, God, for that. I'm thankful for... um Money, obviously wealth, obviously your health. Two, three of the things that are great to say when you give gratitude is this. I am healthy, I am wealthy, I am wise. Use I am, the power of I am. Go out and read about I am. I am is God. And we all have that internally in us, even though the world is telling you there's no such thing to shut it off. Let me tell you something today. We're probably going to get Dennis on. I haven't approached John about this, but I wouldn't mind getting a three-way show even with Dennis and John because John knows all about Dennis's progression. If you've been paying attention, it was like late October, I think early um, November we started him out here. He was 294 pounds of some of the most unhealthy flesh I've ever seen in my life. Couldn't Couldn't even walk stairs up. Couldn't walk upstairs without being out of breath. Uh, father to two young young gentlemen. Um, one is, uh, I think, Timmy. I hope I got him right. Tommy, I think, is three almost, and Timmy might be close to one and a half or two. That really scared the life out of him. So we got talking one day. We hadn't talked for quite a while, and he said, you know, I need some help. And I said, yeah, you do. He came back. I'm here to tell you, as of the 15th of uh, February 2020, 210 pounds. Add up the weight there, and he'll be down to 200 by early March. And then 
you're going to see stuff out of this camp with him that you've never seen before. And I'm going to take this guy back up. And this is going to be, I was just telling John, because John and I are talking about this power rack program for Dennis. I was telling John when he comes here with Rob and hopefully his grandson, Dre, I said, wait till you see this stone routine I'm going to be doing. And we're in the process now. I'm going to see Alex, who does all the welding and fabricating here. I've come up with a different stone that a young man from about 10 years old can start using. And when you see this new bar, we've got two different bars specifically for the dead stop squat. I finally came up, I believe, with the winner. Took us months. Took us different sizes, but I'm telling you right now, I've got something here I think that's going to blow your mind. I was telling John, because we were talking about traps the other day, I, I, you know, I don't want to be a pain in the ass to him, but I love talking to him. The guy is just so damn good. And I was telling him, you know, because he and I are always trying all, you know, people be like, you guys are crazy. Ah, nah, nah, who cares? I'm telling you right now, I think I found the gold for what we want to do. Now, Everybody's like, well, I got to do these, the trap bar and shrugs and all this. I'm going to tell you something right now. With the size of the bar we're using and the way the bar is going to be not only positioned and uh, built, you'll have a set of traps on you like you've never seen in your life. Think of a hola when I talk traps. Think of any big Olympic lifter. Think of all the people that are up on etched in stone. Tommy Kono, any of them. I'm telling you right now, you are going to be absolutely amazed at what we are doing here. It's going to be like, where have you been? Well, we haven't been doing a ton of shows because this is what I'm doing behind the scenes. We've got over 1,200 shows, folks. If you can't find something out there, I don't know what else to tell you. If you've been listening to these Power Rack shows, we're going to be doing Volume 6 today momentarily. And this is all going to be about a Power Rack workout. Now, this isn't going to be the first or the last either. This is just we're going to wet your beak to it, and I'm telling you right now, if you can't get humongous off this stuff, there's nothing else out there that's going to get you big. If you want to be big, strong, powerful, robust, and have confidence, which most people don't have, I'm here to tell you we're going to help you do that. And then you're going to see what this camp is made of. So on that note, um, but make sure you go out to FiorellaBarbellCo.com. Go out and look at everything. Peruse that site. See what you like. See what you want to do. We appreciate anything. Then go out to MotivationMuscle.com. Same there. There's 1,200 easily shows out there. Um, John and I with Dr. Wong combined, I believe, have done eight shows, eight or nine, nine shows it would be. Um, incredible material. You know, John, for a while, we had to wait. Rob put everything on, as I said the other day. Um, un unbelievable. I mean, you can't, you don't know how happy I am to have him here. I mean, you talk about talent and someone who's been around. You know, we've been only doing a few shows because of we're doing a lot of things with planning on websites and are we going to be e-commerce, et cetera, et cetera. We've got a lot of stuff in the pipe. And we're going to just keep forging ahead. And it is very, very exciting times here. Very. Everyone's like, oh, aren't you scared? Aren't you? No, I'm not. Because you know what? 
when you learn to use your subconscious mind, the universe is going to give you what you put out there. I can't be more clear to everybody. What you think about most is coming to you whether you want it or not. So think about prosperity. Think about wealth. Think about love. Think about what you want. Why do you think I call myself Eric the Millionaire? What am I telling you when I say that? Okay, if you haven't figured that out, think about it if you're really interested. And we are going to get into this. John can do it with me. Dr. Juan can do it with me. I've got a couple new people we had to cancel out because of things that are big in this type of world that are going to come on here. This is the best show out there. You can ask John. You can ask anybody. There's nobody doing this stuff. Nobody. All right. On that note. Uh, don't forget, too, to go out to our YouTube channel, Fiorello Barbell Company, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. Now I'm going to give you a little information on John. John just turned a young 74 this past December. He has been competing in all aspects of the Iron Game for 57 years. He's lifted in hundreds of meets, having won national titles in Masters Age, Olympic-style weightlifting and powerlifting, and acquired nine world titles in AA. WA all-round weightlifting, currently holding three, three, 335 USAWA national all-around records. As a retired middle school math teacher with a master's degree in guidance and counseling, John put to good use all the writing required in college by self-discovery articles published in about every available strength journal. He was quite involved with the sport during the golden age of power rack training in the 1960s and has been continually trained with, researched, and written about this dynamic system ever since. Well, and it's even more than that. As I've always said about John, I discovered him in the hard gainer. I've never looked back. And one thing we're going to do when things cool down with a few things, we're going to start going through some of his old articles. Because if you don't have them, you know, go out to Stuart McRoberts' site, Hard Gainer, get them all. Some probably aren't in the books anymore, the small pamphlets, I would call them. What I did, I got everyone I could from them. Uh, not John stuff. Early, early stuff. I think I missed the first couple years. They're all on paper, you know, reprinted. They're fine. Who cares? The material is there. So I would tell you, definitely go out to the hard gainer, get all John's material. I'm telling you right now, the learning curve is unbelievable. So on that note, welcome back, John. It's always an honor, and I can't wait to get Volume 6 going. We are going to give somebody or somebody's some information where they can get started on the rack. So it's an honor to have you, sir. Thanks, Eric. I thought today we'll go relatively briefly and just go with a basic rack routine. I know you and I have both been uh, contacted by people that say, well, how do I do this? How do I do that? Yep. And it seems like they are inventing a complexity that really is not there. Yeah. So let's go with the basic rack routine. Uh, here it is, guys. I'm going to try to keep my usual line of BS <laughs> down, but as my wife, who's sitting behind me here, would <laughs> tell me and quick to remind me, uh, you're talking too much again. Yeah. Uh, so uh, here it is. 
First of all, what we want to do with a basic power rack routine is to go with a warm-up before we start. And you mentioned this before with Dennis, but probably the ideal warm-up for heavy power rack training is a simple shadow box routine Mm -hmm. with anything that you have available that's light. Mm -hmm. I usually use a pair of two-and-a-half-pound Olympic plates. Uh, This was something devised by Dr. Len Schwartz uh, in his heavy hand system, and it's the thing that he actually preferred to do uh, in a lot of his heavy hand training, and I found out it's the ideal warm-up. All you have to do, guys, grab a pair of two-and-a-half-pound plates or a soup can uh, that's full of soup, of course, yep. uh, and imagine yourself in a boxing ring. You don't have to know a damn thing about boxing. Just shuffle around, invent your own footwork, uh, invent your own strikes, although everybody knows how to punch, and basically that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Zoom around the house, curving around the rooms, you know, punching, you know, whatever. The only thing you got to watch, don't knock over the wife's uh, <laughs> valuables because that will get you into a real boxing match. Yep. And I guarantee from being there, you will lose. But, <laughs> you know, all you have to do is do this for 10, 15 minutes at your own pace. Keep it kind of lively. You don't want to go real slow. Uh, you don't want to go real fast either. Just go and punch and imagine yourself in a boxing ring. If it helps, turn on a boxing match on TV yeah. and follow those guys. You know, go a couple runs. You'll, you'll feel great. Yep. So this will get you tuned up. You're ready to go. Uh, we've talked about it in the past about the, the different power rack movements and everything. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, uh, what weight should you start with? Mm-hmm. Well, the big thing is that I find is if you go through, especially if you're uh, just beginning power rack work, it doesn't matter whether you're a novice, novice trainee or super experienced, you'll probably be best with each move doing three single reps. Mm-hmm. Okay, one after the other. Uh, it's not like uh, a recent thing that Eric and I saw that Bill Pearl put up in his site about doing a show once with Paul Anderson. Yep. And Paul came in with a bad ankle and everything, and they asked him, well, what would you like to warm up with for the squat that he was presenting to them? He says, anything over the world record. <laughs> Love it. That was his opening warm-up. Yeah. Uh, no, you don't have to do that. But – Probably you should do three, and I always like to categorize this as medium heavy, heavy, and then real heavy Mm -hmm. as the three singles that you're doing. You want to get yourself in a power rack, and you want to do midi position uh, repetitions in the moves that I'll be giving you in a little bit uh, later on any particular exercise that you want to do, I would strongly suggest the middle position, the sticking point position, however you want to call it, because this is 
because it's a sticking point, uh, is a problem position that you generally accelerate through with a regular movement, but not so in a power rack. Right. Because you won't be going that fast. You won't be generating the uh, acceleration in a two- or three-inch move. Correct. Now, when I say two- or three-inch move, that's because you'll set the low pin where you set the barbell at – a midi position, the second pin is just uh, two or three inches above that. Mm-hmm. You're going to lift only from the bottom rack, dead stop position, up to the second pin. When you achieve the second pin, this is where you're going to push isometrically for as much as you can for six to eight seconds. Yep. Later on, you could reduce that to four seconds when it gets real heavy because then it gets pretty intense. But generally try to keep in mind the six-second push into that upper pin. Now, I don't say hold because when you get to the upper pin, uh, especially in the beginning of your routine when you're building into it, this is where you want to give your utmost because uh, then it becomes a pure isometric, and it guarantees that no matter what level you're at in your training, you are working at 100%. And let's, let, let's make it real, not to interrupt you, but let's make it real clear to them, obviously. You know, John and I are talking about dead stop. We're talking about you're starting at the midi, whether you have your rod, usually two inches with the rods, and we'll probably get into – some other things that we're using too, but we don't need to do that today. But the thing is, in case you're not well-versed in this, all right, you're not doing anything with a rebound. John talked about that uh, a few minutes ago. Okay, so we're not taking it standing up straight, putting it on our back, going down the, the rods and coming up. It's not like that at all. We don't rebound here. Everything is from a dead stop position, meaning that Olympic bar, is laying on those rods, okay, you're going to get yourself under there, get yourself positioned. Now, John and I will get into this more. Some of this stuff I do, and John I know does it too, and I'm going to get right back to him, but I wanted to get this cleared to everybody. You know, I like to do this. I like to – I've learned this in a number of ways, two things, three things. Number one, I always stamp my feet real hard, right, left, all right, because if you know anything about proprioception, the feet attach to the brain, okay, so you want to have that linkage there, very important. Next, I love to twist the bar with both hands, why, once again, hands to brain, it's telling the brain something is going on here, what do we do? Last but not least, John and I talked about this. This is is from one of the articles John wrote about in Hard Gainer with martial arts is breathing. You know, big breath through the nose, out through the mouth, second one same way, third one swallow it. Get under that bar, and as you are beginning to come off those rods, start exploding that breath right out of you and stand. You'll come up your two inches. You don't have to slam into the bar. Control it. Tap it, come down. Same way with the second one. On the third one is when you're going to lay the metal on the metal, meaning six to eight seconds or as long as you can push that against the rods and you're done. It's all yours, John. I just wanted to mention that. No, you're, you're exactly right. 
but in that bottom position when you start, yep. uh, maybe even measure so that your uh, positioning of your body is exactly perfect. Correct. Because this is super important with a power rack and being that you're going to be doing one rep. You don't want to be fooling around no. uh, here, there, whatever. whatever. Uh, as Eric mentioned, uh, you might want to give it a, a couple of hoist to begin with just to make sure your position is perfect. Mm -hmm. But then you go up and uh, you can't start with acceleration. When you're starting dead stop, you don't want to bang into no, that bar. No, nope. You want to start slow. Again, as I mentioned in a uh, past show, sort of like uh, a huge rocket ship taking off. Yep. A lot of steam, a lot of, a lot of energy going out, but it starts very slowly. Yep. Then, as you get it moving, you can accelerate a little bit. You're not going to get... Uh, you're not going to have any time to accelerate, uh, except maybe when you start to program with uh, uh, a relatively light weight. Exactly. Before you get into that. But if you go too fast anyway, you're going to clang into that top pin. Uh, your body's going to feel like uh, an earthquake hit it. Uh, you don't want that. No, and I've, I, when I've, not to interrupt you, when I've done that, what it does, it, it tosses you back down. I mean, it knocks you right out of of the whole um, position, the line you're going up. One other thing, too, I want to clarify is this. If you're not sure how to position your body, either have somebody do it when you're under the bar or you figure out how long it's got to be on both sides. What I will do with my Buffalo bar when I used to use that, because there's no knurling on it, I would take a piece of duct tape. I'd measure it out, you know, how wide my shoulders were, how much I wanted to go. I'd put a small, you know, I'd wrap it right around the bar. Maybe it would be an inch on both sides. So if you're not sure how to position your body, this will get you right under where you need to be. Because you and I, and I'll give this right back to you, John. I didn't mean to walk on you. Is this, um, and we've both done this. I, I can't tell you how many times I've done probably thousands. Um, you come up wrong on the one side because you're not positioned correctly. Here's one or two things. You either don't come up, and it's still like an isometric to me. You might come up on one side, or you might stand up with it. It's not a great way to be, especially if you're using heavy weight. You could end up hurting yourself. The main thing now is to build the pathway. And when John talks about a lighter bar, you know, John and I have talked about, it. okay, if you've never done it, maybe you start with an Olympic bar, 44 pounds. It's going to feel extremely light to you. But what you need to do is begin your control. You need to be able to build those pathways and start coming up. You know, add a little bit. You know, maybe maybe you can do 100 pounds, all right? So 100 pounds for that day, that's respectable first time. If it becomes light like that, like we're talking about, what's five pounds a week? The idea of this here, if you want to get to become a 300-pound dead stop, six to eight-second push against the next set of rods, this is how you got to do it. This is not like conventional weightlifting, all right? And if you try to push it like that, and I'm not saying be docile or anything like that, but if you overcompensate, meaning – Okay, well, I'm just going to put this on, and I'm going to do it no matter what. I hope you do do it. But the opportunity for you to get hurt and hurt permanently is right there. It's all yours, John. 
Exactly right. You want to strive for perfect form. You don't want to take off and blast off and get yourself in a bad position. Uh, you want to just be comfortable with your movement into that top pin. And then when you're at that top pin, uh, everything, everything should be aligned and you can then go for that six second hold. But in striving for perfect form, both your body and the power rack may teach you a little bit different form than you thought at first. Uh, this is what will enable you later on when you apply this to that particular lift in full form mm -hmm. for a regular single. You'll have uh, maybe a new alignment, a new way of pushing this that will be stronger than you ever believed. But the heavy weight and the power rack and thinking about it is going to teach you this. Now, when you start, go with a moderate weight. Yep. You don't want to do like Paul Anderson did, obviously, <laughs> and start with a world record. Right. But you want to go with a moderate weight, and being that this will be new to you and that you are going slowly through the sticking point position, it will probably be a lot less than you're used to. Don't worry about that. You'll build up and go beyond what you ever did beyond that. But the fact is that... If you say, well, I have quite a while here to build on this, then that's the way to go. Bill Morch, uh, probably the, the most renowned power rack practitioner ever, between contests, would go back and start at 50% yep. of his uh, best lift. Uh, and that's, you'll find a, a fairly amazingly lightweight for you. Uh, it will make you feel good about the power rack. Meanwhile, you're building power from the hold, you're building form, and this will take you quickly into uh, very, very good weights. So the thing that I like to do, plan that, that third set. I yep. told you we're going to do three sets of singles. Yep. Plan that weight for your third set. The first two are sort of I call them form-ups, not yep. warm-ups, because you're going to practice this ideal position. So let's suppose that you were doing a, a power rack lift with 200 pounds. Yep. Okay. The two lifts be before that might be 125 and 165. Yep. Uh, it doesn't matter. Those are just form-ups. Those are not meant to give you uh much other than to get your mind and your body set to do the final set, the third set, the third single, the third hold yep. perfectly because it's only that set that does you any good at all. Uh, the other, this, this is why I say you don't need a hundred warmups no. because that uh, basically the heavy hand warmup is giving you your body all the warm that it possibly needs. Anything with a barbell, and this goes with regular training too, uh, is really not a warm-up. No. It's just a form-up. You are getting uh, the mind and the body set up for the big one. So whatever you want to do with those first two singles is up to you. You can hold it if you want. If you want to push for a couple seconds at the top pin, that's a warm too. 
Yeah. Uh, it's not a top warm, but it'll it'll feel okay. But basically, you want to put everything into the final set. Later on, some of you will be like Bill March. You'll go with one heavy set, mm-hmm. that one single. Uh, that's all you need. Well, let so, me go ahead. Go ahead, Eric. No, well, I want to let's let's talk one thing quick, and then we'll go right back. All right. Obviously, this type of training is like nothing you've ever experienced. I can just tell you from doing it. Um, so, a few things you're going to have to get used to right away. John made a big point on it. When you get in the rack, obviously, you're not going to be doing anywhere near what you're – if you're a 300-pound squatter, you can forget about that right away. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's a great thing, okay? But here's the best thing of all. We're going to talk about, obviously, John, what do you feel, how many days a week with this? Obviously, I know we're going to get into what you want everyone to do, but let's clarify this right now with them. This is a whole mental new challenge all the way through. This is totally different than what you've ever done. There's going to be a lot of practice with this. We've got to get everything in alignment. We don't have to get ridiculous about it because I think one of the beauties of this primitive training, and I'm talking it's primitive, this is the stuff that if I lived out near a wooded area, I would probably have my power rack outside, which I might even do anyways this summer. I'd be training out there all year round. I wouldn't give a shit. I would just cover it. I don't care if it was snowing I'd be doing. This is what the ability of this rack will do to you. It will change your persona totally. Totally, it will harden you as a man or a woman like you've never been before. And I challenge anybody to go against me with it. I don't care what it is. Secondly, let's talk about how many days you feel a week. We'll get into, obviously, some of the movements you recommend, and we'll just go from there. Because I know we're getting close to time. We want to just get everybody acclimated a little bit to what we're doing here. And, obviously, we are going to expand on this like you've never seen before. It's all yours. Take your time, brother. Right, Eric. The idea is that it is intense training. won't feel it. You won't feel sore from it for the most part. However, uh, if someone wants to train this three days a week, normal training procedure, that's fine. Personally, I'd suggest you go every uh, – you'd let two days rest between okay. every workout, and you can go like that. Uh, this is just a little more than twice a week. That would be fine. The thing is, you're not going to be doing many lifts, and that will bring me right to what I'll recommend for everybody to start. Whether you like other lifts or not, probably plan on starting it this way. Do the standing press. Yep. Three singles that we mentioned. Again, the third single being the one that's uh, predominant. Secondly, the squat, obviously. Just about everything we talk about is based on our description of a squat. Uh, uh, the, the premier exercise. The next one is the bent over row. Mm. Okay, working the huge muscles of the lats. I, I had to think about that for a second. It would either have been between that or the high pull. Oh yeah. Uh, but but the bent over row works more muscle, yep. more pure muscle, uh, and uh, it's just a better all around exercise for the total body. Yep. However, later on, get into the uh, high pull. 
And the last exercise, uh, some of you will be saying, I've already guessed it. No, not really. It'll be the straddle lift. Nice. Now, I put this over the deadlift because the deadlift is prone to get out of position and hurt backs. I've seen people get a little too frisky with that. And once your back's gone, then the routine's done for a while. But a straddle lift is coming straight up. Yep. Okay, and it is it is working the same muscle. Uh, John Grimmick favored this exercise way back in uh, Alan Calvert's time in the 1920s. They said this is the premier leg exercise, leg back exercise. So it's a little safer and it's a little better than a deadlift. All right. If you want, if you want later on, put the deadlift. But it's those four: the press, squat, row, and straddle lift that I am going to recommend you doing. You'll be doing those three singles for each of them. That yep. means your whole workout is 12 singles. Wow. All right. And, okay. So let's get let, – I want to just be descriptive for anybody that's never done the press. Now, are we talking the press the way we do it, chin the forehead? Is that what you recommend? Well, you, what they what they would say is their midi position. Okay. Probably, yeah, probably chin to forehead. Okay. Uh, or maybe top of the neck to the nose. Okay. Whatever, okay. whatever their height okay. and their power rack will yep. allow. Okay. And once again, folks, have somebody either in there with you because I can tell you I can do it in my rack because I just look to the left. But make sure you are precise with if you're doing it from chin. Or the lower, or the neck, just to blow the chin up to your eyes, or in the middle of your forehead. You've really got to know where you're putting these rods. And by the way, if you don't have a total of four rods, unless you're going to use bungee cords for the other set, I would tell you go to your local welder and have them made. That's very important. We didn't hit that. Um, that's what we do. You have to have this, okay? You have to. No, well, Eric, can yeah. I can I insert something real quick? Because my Whatever wife gave me a wonderful Christmas present last year. Sure, sure. If you just get a cheap pair of rebars, yeah. they'll yes. fit in there fine. I agree. I agree. Whatever it takes to do it. Um, we already know MIDI squats. We already know it's going to be the MIDI um, row. Now, in my case, I do more close. I use an Apollon axle. That's up to you, but we're just starting here. You don't need to get into the thicker bars and all that. Stick with the standard Olympic bar. Now, this is the interesting thing, the straddle lift. Why don't you describe how you would do a straddle lift, because I guarantee if we got some younger listeners, which we do, they are not going to have a clue to what you're talking about. So take it away, my friend. Oh, okay. Uh all you have to do, it's just a regular deadlift, except you step over the bar. It's between your legs okay. rather than in front. Uh, and at midi position, this will be uh, just on a round knee level. And when you go up two inches, you're, you're going to be into a semi-squat. Both the back, hips, and uh, legs are involved in this lift. So it's a uh, probably a better overall total body lift than a deadlift would be. Okay. Um, hand position. One in one uh, in front of you. One in the back. They're going to ask how how do we want our hands? Yeah. The probably if you're facing it. Uh, well, no matter how you're facing yeah. it, yeah. your your left hand would be forward yep. facing in. Your yep. right hand uh, behind your behind your butt uh, also facing in. 
Yep. You know, yep. It, it, it's sort of sort of like you would do with a deadlift with a cross grip or with a uh, uh, what you call type of grip. Uh, can't think of the word right what, now. A clean grip? You mean? Clean no, not grip? a clean grip. Oh. Uh, Reverse. Just a regular, yeah, yeah. Rever- yeah, yeah. reverse yeah. grip. Uh, yeah. that's the way it would be, but both hands are facing in. Okay. So, I mean, this, this almost falls into place yep. when you try one. Yep. So that's, that's not a problem at all. Okay. But well, the big thing is start moderately. Yeah. Don't go crazy with any of these four lifts. Uh, try to add five pounds every week. Yeah. To and, all of them. And what I'll do if I get some time tonight. We'll go out and dig some good old school pictures up of straddle lifts. Maybe you've got some, obviously, on the USAWA, whatever. We'll go out and we'll put some pictures up, too, and, you know, I'll have it referencing in the future Volume 6 because it's very important. And, And once John comes here and with the things we're doing with Dennis, I will get some pictures where, you know, we're doing the middies with the row, the middies with the squat, and the middies Obviously, the press. Now, as I was telling John, this is real interesting. Tomorrow, I'm going to be doing dumbbell presses MIDI style. And uh, there's a, a piece of equipment I invented. Alex welded it all together. It's the width of the power rack. The tubes go through it, and we can put any type of dumbbell in the cradle. And the cradle, like I said, is the width of the rack. So what I like to do, and this will run, I will be probably running a band across the dumbbell handle, obviously. I've done it before. It's not a hard process. What I like to do is I'll brace the non-lifting hand against the rack when I when I press. And I'll tell you why. Because, of course, the rack is very thick, like tubular-wise. Why do I do that? Obviously, the bracing process and it, what it does, you know, we talk about doing, um, um, what do you want to call the word, uh, isometrics. Well, what I do is I basically iso my whole body, and what else am I doing, folks? I'm getting grip work at the same time. And I love with the chalk on both hands. You know why? You look at my rack, and it looks like somebody painted one part of the rack white. Why do I do these things? Why do we talk about this like this? Not only to inspire you and get you fired up, but John and I have had a list of different things that have gone on with us physically that you have to obviously be creative and do things. But like I said, when you come down my driveway at FBC, what do I always say? It's the picture of what you're looking at when you walk down here and you're like, holy shit. Well, let me tell you something. A guy that's been doing all this stuff and come and have come up with these things. When I walk away from that power rack, and this is how much I love this, and I see those big hands of mine still on that rack, and I'm looking at that big, thick, two-inch dumbbell, all chalk. What do you think's going through my head? You've got to do this. You've got to do this. I am here to tell you there is nothing like that. You know why? Because a picture paints a thousand words. I'm telling you, if you, you know what? I'll try to do it tomorrow if I can, but I have a hard time taking pictures when I'm training. I just don't have the ability to concentrate on both. But if I remember it, I will take even a picture of it, or I'll wait till we're done and you can see it. But it is outstanding. So when John and Dre and Rob come here, 
he'll get halfway up a little more in this driveway, and he's going to be like, holy shit, this guy wasn't full of shit at all. It's the picture. When people have come here and I, they've hired me to train them, I've had more than one person say, you know, I knew this place was serious as soon as I saw the barrels, the tires, the stones, the garage door open, the left side of the garage where it's all, you know, pinned right into the garage wall, literally, with six-by-sixes. This makes a difference, especially with what we're doing here, because this can be very daunting to people. You've never done it before. If you have low self-esteem, low confidence, you're going to be like, I don't know if this is going to work. Believe me, it works. It works better than anything you can imagine. Think of the thing that's worked out best for in your life 100 million times better. It's all yours, John. Well, everything that we've discussed, I believe, is is ready to go. The thing I'd like to emphasize for people that are going to begin power rack training, again, yep. whether you're a novice or very experienced person, this routine that we've discussed today with these exercises Make it exclusive for three months minimum. Yeah. yeah. You might want to go longer. In fact, probably you'll go, you'll just keep going, although eventually you might want to change exercises. But if you don't go for three months, you won't know that it's working or not. And you'll probably never know. Uh, I've, I've had a person one time that contacted me about this, uh, and I told him and, Loved it. He said, oh, this is great. I'll try it. He got back to me a week later. He said, yeah, it's terrific. I'll be doing this forever. He says, however, I'm making a little change or two. And right away I thought, oh, uh -oh. yeah. Yeah. He said, you know, I'm going to stick at like 60% weights. And I thought, no, you are supposed to progress. You're going to go up, and you're going to go beyond 100% weights. Uh -huh. Well, no, he didn't want to hear that. So I told him so, and I got back. Uh, he got back a week later. Well, yeah, but, you know, this is feeling comfortable, and I'm feeling like I'm making gains. He wasn't. He was just enjoying doing basically uh, the minimum amount of work he thought he could get by with, and I told him that too. Yep. Week later, he said, well, he says, uh, this is feeling great. Uh, I'm, I'm getting better all the time. He says, however, I'm taking a two-month layoff. <laughs> and, you know, after two months, he got in contact with me. We went through that same thing again. And yeah. after three or four weeks, it was another two-month layoff. Yeah. So after that, I said, don't contact me anymore. No. I mean, look, you got to be serious about it. See, this is the whole thing. If you look at, look, I, I, I don't want to give names of things, but if you go out and you're watching a sporting event, say hockey or whatever you're doing, everything John and I laugh about it, but everything you're seeing is if it's not about losing weight and not having to do anything, if you're looking at all these different exercise bikes with the model women and the model guys all smiling, they're all sprayed, sweated up, and blah, 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 blah. Now, look. You and I both know the majority of this shit is bullshit totally, all right? The people that are working that have, you know, the women that have had three, five kids and the guys and this and that, you know what? The body can get better, but the dedication has to be higher than anything you've ever done. You can pay what? You want to pay $50, $60 for a bike for what? Two years? 
that you know if you use it more than one month, that's going to be a lot. You know why? Because you're not going to look like the broad or the woman, you know, from uh, from wherever she's from. You know, she looks like she dropped off another planet. She looks so great. This is not this is not factual. This is what I hate about all this stuff. You know, go on this diet, Weight Watchers. You'll lose all this. You don't have to do it. Are you kidding me? Dennis was talking about his sister-in-law today. Same thing, whatever she's on. One of these, you know, whatever they are. First thing they tell you is you don't need to work out. You know, you'll lose weight and everything. Really? Well, have you ever seen people lose weight and their tissue looks, it hangs? You know, and a lot of times you have to get surgery because a lot of these people are so heavy. My point is this. You get in this power rack. I don't care who you are, man or woman. And you do things diligently and you do things correctly. John gave you four great movements. Now look, if you're new to it, that you're going to have to contact John or myself. All right? But nothing is impossible. Everything is very easy to do. How far you want to go is up to you. But when you got a guy that says, ah, I'm going to do this and takes a month off. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to back off to 60%. There is no point of getting involved in this or anything out there. Why? Because if you can't build momentum, if you can't get that big electrical charge in the head, so when you come to FBC, you're like, I'm ready to go. Are you got? Are we ready to set up? Then I know you're ready to go. Then I know we can start throwing a little more, a little more at you. Look, I'm going to give this right to John. We're going to finish this up. Is this? Dennis was 294 when he came here. Late October, early November. He's down to 210 today. This guy has found a whole different life in him. All right? Secondly, the plans I got for him in the power rack, John knows. Who knows where that's going to go? He's going to learn the squat. And he's going to get up to a sufficient amount of weight in the squat before he goes anywhere else. And the only other thing he'll be doing besides our heavy hands warm-up, which we're going to have to go over with everybody down the road, is going to be stone lifting. And I promise you, by the end of the summer, he'll be moving up and down the driveway with 300 pounds in the, well, it could be the black stone, it could be the original red stone. Domination probably will be the one he'll be using. If we have the new one produced, That'll probably go to about 250 to 300. He'll be using that because wait to see the stuff we're going to do with that. But the element of this whole thing, especially with me right now, is the power rack. There's a certain number I want to go with the squat. There's a certain number I want to do with a lot of things with it. There's a certain number I want to do when I go to Iceland. And I want to be in that position where I can bring Dennis, John, and Dr. Wong and meet Stevie Shanks, Charlie Oliphant, Kara Shaw, whomever. Meet them in Iceland, or we'll meet them in Reykjavik, and all drive to Husafell together. We'll all stay in the same place, which is about a five-minute walk to the sheep pen, and now we're going to make history. So if you want to start making history in your life, you want to be an example for your wife, your sons and daughters, you get in this rack and you will walk with your head held so high, there will be nothing that scares you anymore. Because you know what fear is? Fear is the thing that will stamp out 
everything in your life. Turn it around. Think success. John, it's all yours. Summarize everything. Give out any information you want to, and we'll get ready because we're going to be hitting volume seven before you know it. So take it away, brother. Sounds good. Now, Eric's not going to be able to take everybody out there to Iceland with him. <laughs> uh, so, so, you know, uh, let, let's not be planning on uh, chartering a uh, hundred jets or anything. However, every one of you that is in the power rack can experience the gains you're making, uh, as we talked in the last show, maybe every fifth workout. Mm-hmm. Do the regular movement. In other words, a full range press, full sure. range row, full range squat, full range straddle, uh, with, uh, single training. Build up to your best for that particular day. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this is gonna show you your progress. It's going to make these weights that you thought before were uh, impossible. It's going to make them relatively easy uh, because a good singles program done in a uh, limited time span works perfectly with the rack training. So maybe every fifth workout, uh, say, this is going to be a record day for me. I'm going to go up and try to set a new personal record. So, you know, keep that in mind when you're doing this training. But the thing is... We've laid out exactly how to do it. Just follow this exclusively and and go for it. Just say to yourself, discipline yourself, this is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to do this quickly and then go off and do uh, 10 sets of curls or anything. Forget that crap. Uh, This is all you're going to need for both body and strength. I agree. And, you know, you're going to see stuff down the road. We are going to put material out. John and I, John and I and Dr. Wong, because we've got a big show next weekend between the three of us. Um, we've already talked. As soon as he gets back, um, Steve Gardner is going to come on with John and I. Um, and there's a lot of – I'll have to tell John the names after we get off the air. I forgot to tell him of some of his fellow um, um, all-around lifters that I saw came into Etched in Stone today wanted approval. I forgot the one gentleman's name. Unfortunately, but I know John knows them because they've been around for a long time. Uh, I'm very oh yeah, proud. what's his name? I remember him real well. <laughs> yeah, but the, the, well, it's the Van X. Is that is that correct to say? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Two of them came in. I can't think of the other one. Um, but the point of the matter is, you know, this is the thing about us: we are getting noticed everywhere. And you know, as John said, as Doctor Wong said, it's got the Perry Raider flavor here. All right, we're talking about things you don't hear about anymore. And the reason why it's like having to get off the ground floor with everything is this. We're coming from a point in time that no one knows about. You know, uh, yeah, you got the older guys where John's involved, and there's a lot of younger guys in there too. But it's few and far between. And that's why Motivation Muscle has united so many factions of lifters. You know, there's so many people have met everyone through the show, whether they've met them with a handshake or they communicated with them. This is what it's all about. You know, I've got somebody right now um, as a translator. We've got to get it set up. We're going to get Enzo on here from Italy, who, in my opinion, in his, uh, he's, I think, 63. 
I mean, he goes every year and crushes the Denny Stones. He's unbelievable. He's out on etched all the time. Um, we want to get him on here. We'll have a gentleman translate. This is what I'm talking about. This is what we're offering. This is what we're doing. It's not, let's stay at the same format. John and I, I'm sure, are going to be doing shows on the whole mental thing, too. We've got a couple guys I'm, I now am uh, reconnecting with them that you've never heard on here. Wait to hear what's going to come out of this camp with all this mental stuff we're talking about. These are people that literally go around the Fortune 100 and 500 companies, and they bring their top executives in, and they teach them what we talk about here. I mean, this is incredible stuff. So stay tuned because I'm telling you right now, this program John and I are doing, if I never did another show again, we'll keep doing these because I feel so confident in what we can do with this and how this could become the biggest thing out there that we will keep going with this. And if you have the faith and you believe in one another and John's a loyal friend and I am to him, this is the way it's going to be. Is there anything else, John, you want to add, brother? No, that's pretty much it. I think we've covered the topic, and okay. let's just have the guys start with it. Okay. All right. This is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. As I said, go out to FiorellaBarbelco.com and MotivationMuscle.com. Um, if you want John and I to do a specific show, FiorellaBarbel at NICAP.RR.com. Um, we're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we are on Spotify, we are on Google Podcasts, and we are on AHA Directory, pronounced AHA. You can get M&M in your car 24-7. If someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid to give them five words to inspire. As my mom said when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. I'm telling you right now. If you are a news person or you're onto the TV all the time, I tell you to pull out because you're going to be a wreck if you keep doing it. There's just so many people scattered. They don't know what to do. They're miserable. I mean, I, I talk to them. It's like they're, they're confused. Look, you want to get in a power rack, it's going to break your confusion quick because one thing leads to another. When you do good things, you find better things. You find better people. You become more organized. There's a thing I want to do with John and Dr. Wong. I, I've already started. I want us to write literally a short manifesto of our standards. How do you measure up? What do you do? What do you think about? What are your goals? Where do you want to go? Do you want to compete? Do you want to be the guy or gal on the street that's teaching kids that have no outlet to anything all they have in their hand is a goddamn phone all right this is serious shit we're talking about here and i'm dead serious where we're going with this we will be a national radio show whether you believe me or not okay you put in the time i do with everybody who's behind the scenes with me you would understand totally what i mean and when things look the worst all i say to me is everything will change Everything gets better. When you speak to yourself like that, instead of being a defeated person, you're going to bring in the people, the places, and events. You're going to match up with the energy. Like I say, all is well. All is well. All is well. Remember that. Also, too, um, domination. Well, if you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, press it, pull it, squat it, 
Paul Thor, we take stones and turn them into dust, brother. You're an awesome, awesome lifter and a great guy. And thank you for being part of the family. Also, too, um, the, the uh, domination stone, which I've got pictures of Dennis today with it. Wait till you see the size of this beast. I'm going to try to get him up tonight if I can. Um, if not, they'll be up tomorrow. And I will get some great pictures of the straddle lift, too. So if you're not familiar with it, you'll get to see it. If we got some of John, we'll... We'll have John. I just soon have John's pictures up. We'll do that. Um, also, too, uh, let me think. I, uh, domination, as I said, we clear cut the path. We follow no one's dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in our path. No one will ever clip our balls. And as Russell Fur says, when I hear your shows, there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. As I said, it's getting higher and wider, but we will always be like that. But you know what? We can still be men and be aggressive. And not be an asshole. Okay? I don't have anything to prove to anybody. The only thing I do is go out and prove it to myself. There's people like John and others that I do would like to, like, you know, I like when they say to me, hey, man, you're doing great stuff. Those are people that mean something to me. All right? I don't put a lot of value on much anymore with people. But when you have friends like that, when you have family like that, that matters. That matters totally. And remember that. Trust the people. Trust in yourself to make the right decisions and listen to the right people. Um, Frank Klein, my greatest business college professor, repetition, repetition, repetition. Winners never quit. Quitters never win. My dad, be a leader, not a follower. I, you know, my dad was one tough-ass Italian guy. We were talking about my grandfather today, Dennis and I and all that. My father was really hard on me. But I'll tell you what, if he wasn't, I wouldn't be where I am today, and I would have broken half with all the shit that's happened to me in the last five years. And one of the big things I say, and you should think about this, is this. Not only, you know, I, I say I love my father all the time. I couldn't say that to him much when he was alive. It was very hard because we were button heads all the time. I knew my father loved me, and they had pressure on him like I can't even imagine just with Jimmy. But I'll tell you what, this is the main thing, and I've told John this, and I've said it on the air a few times, and I usually don't bring private stuff up like this. But everything I do here, you know, we know how it's all directed towards with Jimmy and the Hulk and all that. But there's one thing I always, always never wanted to do. And I don't know why, but I never wanted to disappoint my dad. Never. All right? I'm here today because I won't relent. I won't relent this. I don't care if I got a goddamn penny in my pocket. I won't relent. And it's a lot of it is because I will not do that. I don't, my, even though my father's not with me in a physical sense, I can hear him now saying, you know, you don't stop, son. You keep going. You know, and, Think about those things. Think about the rack. Think about your strength. Think about the ones you love or somebody that, you know, you don't talk to anymore. You ought to make amends. And it doesn't make you weak, man. It makes you strong as an ox. Take it from a guy who's Italian to the bone that used to hold grudges. You know what grudges do? They hurt you. And if you want to be a prosperous individual, you better start thinking about that. You want to be successful. Get off that shit. It's no good. And I'll leave it there. Also, too, John Ridge, greatest chiropractor ever. Walk every patient in the door and say, keep smiling. Like my dad, like Frank, I wish John was still alive. You guys and girls would love this dude. 
Holy shit. And you know what? Just like the other two, John told you where it was, man, whether you liked it or not. And he never went out of his way to put you down or anything like that. But, boy, if I wanted to know what the deal was, and you better have thick skin in case he, he just lays the tack on you, he's the guy. And we need more of that. We need people to tell us, okay, you effed up, man. You better straighten up. Or you didn't do right here, or you did great. Okay? That's what we need, and that's what we do here. Also, too, be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a million of your friends. Tell everyone about Motivation and Muscle, Fiorello Barbell Company, and our two big, big sites, obviously, Etched in Stone and Etched in Stone for Kids. I'm telling you, you talk about growth. Boy, and, you know, I'm putting pictures up. People are sending training. We're going to be doing Dennis's pictures today. John sends his stuff in. You know, I'll put pictures of John up. You know, people will be making It's just great, great stuff. This is community. This is sharing stuff, educating each other. You know, the podcasts are up there all over the place. Go out and look at MotivationMuscle.com. I'm telling you, you, if you haven't heard us, you're going to love us. Also, too, one last thing before I sign off with John. You know, you're all winners, champions, and as I say, you're all geniuses. Your beliefs are going to be paramount no matter what anybody tells you. Uh, the creatine isn't going to make you believe. You know, you can take anabolics. You can take supplements to your eyeballs fall out of you. Here's the deal. If you don't believe in yourself, if you don't have a belief in what you do, and you don't have the confidence and so many other things to succeed, it doesn't matter, man. You could eat half the world, and it isn't going to matter one bit. You have to learn as my dad said, to take the bull by the horns. It's so important. And that's why I said we're going to get into more and more of this. But for now, I'll leave you with this before, you know, we sign off with John. I said it. I'll say it again. You're all winners, champions, unstoppable, and geniuses. Keep thinking about that. Remind yourself day and night and during the day and write it down. Write it on an index card. Put it on your mirror in the bathroom. Put it in your car where you're going to see it. The more you remind yourself of these things, I'm telling you right now, your world is going to change. On that note, John, another exceptional show. We'll have this up within the next 10 days, and I thank you for being on, sir. Thank you. Sounds good. Yes, sir. So for John McCain, this is Eric Fiorello. Thanks for listening. Like I said, we'll have this show up. But in the meantime, go out and look at what we got. Don't forget, we got William Wong, John, and myself on next Saturday. So buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Thanks, everybody, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation & Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.